I'm Dakota Sean from Another Day Dawn, and you're listening to Thunder Underground. Welcome to episode 263 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always, and welcome to May. You know, this is the month of all the rock festivals, in America at least. <laughs> well, I got some bad news for you, Trent. Oh, really? I was going to a lot of them. They're all canceled. Really? Every one money of back? them. Shit. You're not getting your money back. I'm just not finding this out. <laughs> You know what? You know what? Though that does bring up a headline I saw earlier this morning. Okay. And it said Bad Religion went ahead and just canceled their tour, so fans would get their money back instead of saying postponed. Right. So like Ticketmaster would just straight up give them their money back instead of, instead of saying postponed. Yeah. So good on them. Yeah, I've seen people talking about that because mm-hmm. I mean that's the big difference between getting your money back, especially from a giant like Ticketmaster. Right. Right. Shit's- postponed or delayed or rescheduled yeah you just you just get tickets for that next date when it happens down the line exactly well and i don't uh i don't i don't claim to know the the ins and outs of all of it but i'm sure it's not completely the band's fault right whether it's postponed or canceled i'm sure there's so many factors that go into it yeah so i I don't i don't begrudge any band but it is cool that bad religion did that so there you go and not to there's there's rarely ever a time to praise Ticketmaster, but I did. Did you see that thing that sometime this month in May? I can't remember if it's like there was actual dates, like a two week period, mm-hmm. a three week period where you can get your money back on any show. Oh, well, that's even, cool. Even the fees, which is like holy shit. If if I remember right, <laughs> don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. I know you can get your money back on the ticket. Like say it's Kiss who has, has postponed the tour, right? But you're like, man, I need that money. So you can apply as long as you do in that two week period, you can get your money back for any show you have tickets for. Wow. So wait, Ticketmaster does have a heart beating down in there somewhere? No, they have a good uh, PR person. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I might utilize that for a couple of the tours that I'm going to be out on. That's true. So, yeah. You don't want to wait till 2021 to see those tours? Because um, then it'll feel like free show next year. Yeah, but I don't know. Is it even going to be next year? Yeah. I, I mean, it should be. Well, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm still going to feel comfortable. Okay. Who knows? Um, sure. And right now, I do need the money, so I probably will utilize that. Yeah. So, and who knows when Sepultura and Crowbar come around again, or Rancid Dropkick Murphys, it might be on a day I can't go. Or That's right. And so, I, I don't want to gamble with that. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Megadeth, Lamb of God, Trivium, In Flames, that nothing's been said about that yet, but we all know that's done. It's all done. So who knows? I don't know. Right. Well, you, we didn't even mention up front, at least some good news is our interview this week is with Dakota Sean of Another Day Dons. That's right. That's right. It was a great talk. Sorry we get off on a tangent <laughs> there right at the jump, but right. it's our show. We do what we want. You right. guys will live. Um, but th- yeah, this is a great talk and, uh, you know, kind of a great insight to this uh, kind of rising band here. Yeah, definitely. Well, before we get into that, we need to let you know who our sponsors are. And we're happy to announce that we've got a brand new sponsor on this show starting now. Of course, it wouldn't have started previously. I don't know why I just said that. Starting this minute. <laughs> but yes, Sunset Tattoo. Tattoo shop right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We've got a. A history with because we used to see a lot of shows at the downtown lounge. Right, it was the best place to see a show. Yes, and it was the same owner, Jake Thompson. Of course, 
Their uh, slogan is done good and proper, and they're state licensed and mother approved. Right. This is a place to go, because they've been doing this for 25 years, and you don't do tattoos for 25 years and not be good at it. Right. I mean, just, just look at their look at their page. There's some beautiful work. Yes. Um, my niece's husband got a sleeve done there. Oh, really? It's beautiful. So, I mean, this is, this is great stuff. Yes. They're located at 3145 East 15th Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Get on their Facebook, type in Sunset Tulsa Tattoo and follow them. And then you'll find out when they're reopen. Excuse me, when they will reopen, because that date's still up in the air with everything that's going on, and as things start to reopen, when tattoo shops are able to. Yep. But if you give them a call or an email, I'm sure you could work something out. If there's a tattoo you want, get on their list to get scheduled as soon as that day comes. Me and Jason are both going to do it. Yes. And that's not just talk. That's actually going to happen. We are. As soon as it happens, you'll probably see pictures on our Instagram. Yay! There you go. But yes, Sunset Tattoo, very happy to have them on board now, and for now, in the foreseeable future. We've also got Med Farm located at 24683 East Highway 51, a dispensary that does a lot of good because their slogan is Cannabis with a Cause. That's because 30% of their proceeds are going to build no-kill animal shelters. They've got one that's being built right now, and that's a huge thing because most dispensaries... 30% 30% of their profits go into their pockets along with the other 70%. Right. That's so great. they're doing something awesome here. And on top of all that, they've got a drive-thru, which most dispensaries don't have that option either. You can go, you can text them, call them, get a hold of them, place your order, and just drive through the drive-thru and pick it up like it's a Burger King Whopper. It, I mean, except better. It's glorious. <laughs> right. But yeah, medfarmok.com. You can see all their products on leafly.com. Follow them on Facebook at MedFarm, P-H-A-R-M, and Instagram is MedFarmOK. And if you tell them you heard about them on Thunder Underground, mention our name, they'll give you 10% off your first order, which is also awesome. Yes. And they're always running great specials, so follow them on their socials so you don't miss any of that. DEB Concerts. You know what we should do? We should do like we should do it different now that we're getting more sponsors. So let's wait for the interview and be like, Dakota, next I want to ask you about your writing process. But you love shows and I love shows, and we all know that DEB concerts puts on the best shows. <laughs> or just interrupt the interview and do something like Josta does. Right. Or he comes back. Just jumping in here, guys. <laughs> I want to tell you about DEB concerts. <laughs> let's do this. Let's yeah, do this. That's a good point. Let's try to start that on the next episode. <laughs> DEB Concerts keeps bringing great shows to Tulsa. They've brought in bands like Saxon and Last in Line and Junkyard bands that we thought would never be coming back to Tulsa. So glad they did. They've also brought Buck Cherry, Great White, Warrant, Winger, Striper, Slaughter, all kinds of great bands. All your melodic hard rock favorites. Yes. From the 80s and 90s. And they've branched out. You know, like we said, Buck Cherry, they brought in Snoop Dogg to the BOK Center last year. And they've got another rock show coming this summer that's still scheduled on the books. So until that changes, we'll keep telling you that June 26th, Texas Hippie Coalition will be at the Ideal Barroom. So that's branching out a little on Styles. Yeah. And, and then the next one is definitely branching out. Yeah. Well, the THC has Poster Child and Sweat and Bullets opening, hosted by Lynn Hernandez of KMOD. But yeah, then branching out again on January 11th, New Metal Revival, which is a tour that features Saliva, Power Man 5000, Edema, and Flaw. That'll be a great night at the Ideal Barm. And then July 13th at the BOK Center, Poison 
has reunited and they're doing shows, of course, on that stadium tour with Def Leppard and Motley Crue and Joan Jett. They're doing some side dates. And that will also include Sebastian Bach of Skid Row, formerly of Skid Row, sorry, and Tom Kiefer of Cinderella. So that's a great lineup of three, three of the top names from that era. So there you go, DB Concerts. Get on there for any updates on if there's date changes and all that great stuff. You can buy tickets on there as well. And yeah, a huge thank you to DB Concerts for their continued support. Of course. All right, before we get into our interview with Dakota Sean, we're going to play some music. Of course. We're going to play a band right here out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's what we love to do. Yeah, we love playing stuff from all over the world. We played stuff from tons of countries in Europe and everywhere else, but we always love it whenever we can bring a band from our hometown right here. Yeah, it's just a sweeter feeling, you know? Yeah, that's right. So let's get into it. This is Arjuna, their song, I Rate You.
you go, Arjuna. I rate you. And that's one word I rate. Like, you know, I'm pissed off. Not, yeah, not I'm rating you like. I rate you like hot or not back in the day or something. <laughs> right. So, yeah, look that up. It's on SoundCloud if you want to hear that thing again or just listen to this episode again. Hell yeah. <laughs> and follow Arjuna on Facebook. That's A R J U N A. I've seen these guys live a couple times. Yes. Talked to Dallas Hoyt, the singer. He's a great dude. So, very glad that we've been able to play them. Didn't you play a show with them once? Yeah, the, uh, a lot of fest. That's right. Okay. Yeah, they were on the bill. We were on the bill. It was all good. Yeah. So I know I'd seen them there. I yeah, saw great them stuff. Badass Renee's. So yeah, once shows start happening again, I'm sure we'll be able to tell you about some Arjuna dates, hopefully. Hopefully. So yeah, get on there, look them up, and tell them we sent you. All right, before we get into our Dakota Sean interview, I said that already before the Arjuna thing. Right. I keep saying it over and over. You're, you know? just, you're, you're just leading everybody <laughs> on, man. <laughs> right. We want to remind you that for the past, what, five weeks or six weeks in a row, we've had Facebook Live going live on there during our days where everybody's, that's the thing to do. All these bands doing it, so we jumped in as well. 7 p.m. Central, Thursday nights, you can hang out with us. We talk current going-ons with our podcast and, of course, stuff we've been watching, documentaries, live streams we've been watching, new music that excuse me new music that comes out every friday all that great stuff kind of go into it every week and it's been fun so if you haven't joined us join us thursday night of course all right now dakota sean (laughs) vocalist for another day dons just like you mentioned up front was a pretty cool interview and talking to dakota about everything they got going on they got their new ep that just came out this year came out in january it's a great album, The Stranger, so check that out. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool to get some insight from him about something a little bit different, which I won't spoil that yet. We can talk about it after, but let's just get into it and then talk a little bit after when we come back. So here's Dakota Sean of Another Day Dons. man um like I, we mentioned before we we had about two to three months long tour that we were getting getting ready getting our game faces on and everything you know it kind of kind of took like the wind out of our sails a bit kind of took a few days off just to have to ourselves you know and then honestly man, we're still practicing still rehearsing like we got a show tomorrow you know so we, we're kind of just taking it taking it slow for when it when it does come back to normal we'll, be, we'll still be ready bounce back from where we were and, and and that's good, you know. Keep you guys uh, tight and practiced, you know. Yeah, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough because especially we got all this time together. We kind of now that we're like forced to forced to stay at home and be with each other, we kind of don't really want to be with each other. So it's kind of, <laughs> you kind of kind of got to find that balance, a happy medium, you know. Right. Do you guys uh, like as a band? Are you staying together? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we all all of us live together. So uh, okay. Besides. Besides, like, uh, shows and that, you know, we're, we're still at home with each other, you know, watching movies and shit. But Well, I guess that it, it gives you a benefit of, you know, because a lot of bands can't get together because they're separated due to lockdown and that kind of stuff. But if you guys live together, that gives you at least an advantage to be able to rehearse and everything. 
Yeah, man, that's what that's what we're looking at. So we're always looking on the bright side of things. Well, have you guys had any like band discussions on how to like promote yourselves or you know, like a lot of bands are doing like live streams or Zoom and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, we got of uh we got a lot of talks with management. That's mostly our management's uh salary there to do for that. They were talking about doing like live streams and stuff, but honestly, we we just I think we're going to be going live tomorrow, you know, having some questions and that for the fans, for them to ask us. But I'm not, I'm not like a fan of playing for money kind of deal. I don't, I don't want to take any money from people, especially with these times now, you know. So I think just getting on live and talking to everybody would be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. You know, on a personal level for yourself, how have you been passing time and, and kind of handling all this chaos? It's tough, man, because I'm, I'm somebody that I constantly need to be doing something or else I get inside my head a lot, you know, yeah. and it's uh, with, especially with being forced to be inside and stuff. I mean, I'll still find time to go out on a hike or something, you know, after some rehearsal or songwriting, I'll just go out. We each we each take our own little time to ourselves a couple hours a day, you know, just kind of kind of just be ourselves, kind of go out for a walk, just do something. It, it's tough, though, man. It's really starting to get to me. Well, you guys have uh, you released the Stranger EP here just a couple months ago. Like, what's the response been like from fans? It's been crazy, man. Um, you know, this is the first EP that we released with our, our real legit management, and we could tell right away. You know, our video, our video streams have been up huge, almost at a hundred thousand for one single, "Face to Heaven," which is huge, and we're getting a lot of radio play, and especially in other countries, which is looks pretty sick to have people singing our lyrics. <laughs> that can't yeah. even, like speak English. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well that that speaks to having having a great management team behind you guys. Yeah, man, they're definitely busting their asses for us. Have you guys had the chance to play out of country yet? We have not, no, man. I mean, we're getting a lot of people like out on the Canadian side and even you know, like France, Switzerland and stuff telling us to come out and our management's like, well, Maybe next time we see a tour going out that way, we'll put you on. I'm like, that'd be huge. That'd be because Europe, Europe's definitely where more like the metal and rock are, you know. So that'd be that'd be nice to be on a festival over there or something. Yeah, yeah. I've always admired, you know, like the fans in Europe how they embrace everything in all styles. Whereas America, it's kind of dictated by what the radio or whatever decides to play. Yeah, that's that's definitely what hurts after a little bit, but. We're, we're making a little bit of a dent for ourselves here, it looks like. Yeah. Well, you guys released the Beautiful Suicide video recently. Was that, I mean, that was a pretty cool video. Did you guys have a hand in the concept, or was that all via the director? How would that go about? Um, it was mostly mostly the director. I'd say about 70 to 80% of it was the director, and he works, he's been on our team for the last two years as well, Cyrus, and uh, he's, he shot all of the videos. And um, he usually always has this creative brain, man. And I think it was the manager, John, who said he wants to make something similar to what's going on outside today. So I, I believe we deleted some stuff and just made it look like we made this video for today, you know, but it actually wasn't. We had it already planned out a couple months ago, maybe even a year ago. So it's kind of kind of a couple last kinda, couple like last second changes, but I think it's for the best. Yeah, I was wondering that when watching it, if it was like intended to be indicative of the times or if that was just a coincidence. Yeah, it was definitely definitely just a coincidence, but it works out perfect. So, I mean, having a, a director continually 
working on your videos for you guys? How do you guys do that? Do you just like give him the song and give him free reign to just have his ideas based off of your lyrics, basically? Yeah, I mean, we'll give him free range. If there's something we don't like or something looks corny or something, we, you know, we, we're honest about it. Which we'd rather be honest rather than keep it in and say that oh, this part looks like shit or something, you know, when the video comes out. So we're always just upfront and blunt about it. That way we get the perfect, you know, the perfect uh, outcome at the end. You know, you guys have had two EPs in the past year. Is this a route that you guys want to stay on, or is there going to be like a full album in the future? I think uh, just these EPs are just kind of like getting getting the band's name out there, you know, kind of getting a little bit of taste and yeah. everybody, but everyone know what the band's about, kind of like four or five songs, that's it. We don't want to bore everybody already with like a 14 or 15 song album or something, you know, so yeah. they just, just a couple songs like this, little like um, EPs like this and then until eventually we get signed or something, then I see like a real, maybe a 10, 12 song coming out. Yeah, man. Well, you know, in these times, it, it, you know, a little short burst is probably a, a good strategy. Yeah, man. I mean, most of the people, anyway, you can't get them to listen to past the sixth song on an album, anyway. Attention span can only last listen for so much. Yeah. So that, that way, we'd, we'd rather have five powerful songs rather than one good song out of 12 songs. And people are like, okay, one song, one song's good out of 12, I guess. <laughs> you know, so it's. I'm always for like the powerhouse song. So, well, from the the first from the last EP to the stranger, like how would you get? I mean, how would you say that you're you developed as a band in that time period between recording? Um, I'd say definitely um, the writing definitely stepped up a lot, and it was it was just a I would say a cooler environment. Man, we got flown out, went down to Nashville. Um, we were hanging out with members from Breaking Benjamin. They were coming by. We even have Aaron from Breaking Benjamin playing bass on all the tracks on this EP, which is really huge for us. Oh, wow. And um, I guess that we're starting to just bump some elbows, really, with people in the music music industry getting our names out there, you know, and people are starting to respect it. And that's that's really cool to see a local small band, you know. Yeah. Well, how, how did he end up playing bass? Did you guys have just that, that hole to fill, and he was just there, and it worked out? Um, for a long story short, our bass, our bass player's been like a – revolving door scenario for the last i'd say three or four years gotcha so it's kind of he kind of he kind of knew from our management um him, him and our manager have been pretty close aaron and john and he said hey does that band have a bass player yet would they would they mind if i came in and play a couple tracks i'm like dude he could play the whole thing <laughs> yeah I play every song <laughs> jesus christ it's huge just to have somebody's like i said somebody's name behind that on an ep is really big yeah and just to have someone that's had that level of success to say they want to play on your music without you even having to ask, you know? Yeah, and it was nothing. You didn't even want any money down. You didn't want any royalties, nothing. I'm like, damn, okay, Aaron, all right. That's, <laughs> well, you, that's just cool, you know? Yeah. Well, you mentioned the writing developing. Like, how do you guys handle that? Is it Are you primary writer, or does everybody write and just kind of bring it together? Uh, it's mostly Tyler and I, uh, Tyler, guitar player. He'll come to me with, like, a, a nice, like, a cool melody for like a verse for on guitar and then i'll think of like a vocal melody right away within like i'd say 10 to 15 minutes and then we kind of work on we kind of work on like the found foundations of the songs you know like the frames and the basement of the house and then we give it to the bass player and nick and they kind of they kind of figure that out on their own and then kind of always glues together how we want it and it'll be a little 
like touch-ups here. We'll maybe make last second on a song or something recording, but usually that's always how it is. Either I come up to Tyler with the melody or Tyler comes to me. Kind of like going back to when you guys, you know, originally formed, like how did you develop your sound? Was it something you specifically wanted that sound or was it just like the how it sounded when you guys all put your, you know, music, your vocals and your instruments together? Um, it's kind of a little bit of both, you know, and after, after doing it so long, I mean, I mean, we were a cover band for about five or six years before we even did any originals. So I, okay. I feel like doing covers, doing covers definitely like helped shape us, shape us out, you know, try to sound like this artist a little bit, try to sound like this artist a bit. And then, but kind of like going through all that, kind of find your own voice after a while. And you're like, I kind of like this the best rather than me trying to sound like so-and-so. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause I found the minute I found my voice, like, Everyone else was finding their guitar parts, their drumming, their, you know, and it was just all kind of like we're all, all three of us were growing together, and that was really cool. What kind of stuff did you guys primarily cover? It was, you know, it was mostly like rock, hard rock, like some Seether and Fuel, like just just some good like jams that we like listen to. <clears throat> well, like something I always like to ask singers is like, how do you? get prepared for a live show do you do any kind of vocal warm-up or do you just go at it without um this was i i, re I recently just started doing like vocal warm-ups and warm downs like honestly before we got signed with management i was just going out there dry and i would wonder why like my throat would start hurting at the end of the night or i realized after the fourth night in a row like i don't have a voice left yeah so after management john kind of was like you got to really start actually like you know warming up an hour before start warming down and since i started doing that man i could i feel like i'm up there i'm singing journey or something like i could keep going all night and it was <laughs> it's, it's good little little stuff like that you know that helps and just push us a little bit more yeah, it's it's funny like if we've asked that to a bunch of people and the most common answer that we've seemed to get is a shot of whiskey <laughs> Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. I can't specifically remember who, but I know we've got that answer several times. Yeah, a few times. <laughs> That's like maybe a shot of whiskey if I have like a cold or sinus ingestion, you know, maybe something like that. Yeah, I get that. That would definitely clear you out for sure. Yeah, definitely, man. I, mean, I only need, I'm, I'm a lightweight with drinking, so I only need a shot or two and I'm already on level yeah. 10. <laughs> you know, speaking of vocalists, is there any anyone specific that made you want to be a singer early on? Um, if nobody, uh, like out of the famous realm, it definitely have to be like my dad. Um, he would always be like a musician while I was growing up, you know, I'd see him get ready for shows, see him dress up and everything. And it kind of made me like getting that whole mindset at an early age. But I would definitely say like when I was listening to music, like I love the whole grunge era, you know, like Chris Cornell, the Eddie Vedder kind of deals. And I just kind of took a little bit of that from my influences and blended my own voice with it. So it's kind of, that's why people say it's kind of grungy. It's kind of new music it's kind of stuff they never heard before but it's still like grunge found i'd say yeah uh, you know in, in our research for uh, talking to you we looked at some youtube videos and there's a live video you wore an american horror story t-shirt and i was just wanting to know uh as a guy that is a fan of many of those seasons is that kind of one of your things american horror story yeah <laughs> i like I like honestly, man. I've like I think I watched a couple of the seasons, and honestly, I think it was it's my it was my girl shirt that I stole from her. So I was rocking <laughs> that on stage. But it, it was that uh, it Fair was enough. the freaks one I remember because that, that's the one that I love with all the circus and everything. I always 
I think that one's my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was, was a definitely... good one. That was a good one. The the hotel with Lady Gaga was crazy too. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's like I'd say those ones, and there's maybe like another couple ones, but yeah. like the whole presidential one, I wasn't too fond of. I mean, it was good, but I was just falling asleep or something, you know. Yeah, no, no. I uh, I kind of fell asleep on that one towards the end, so I get you. <laughs> yeah, but definitely that circus one, man. I was I was excited every week that was coming out, like seeing a new person or something. I remember that. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, kind of on that subject, I mean, you mentioned early on Netflix. Like, is there specific stuff you've been watching to pass the time, or is it just movies or documentaries or anything? Honestly, man, that's all three of us. We all we're huge like Office fanatics. Oh, and, nice. Uh, we we literally. We literally watch that every day. Like there'll be a point in time we'll have friends come over to the house and you can hear like the intro music playing on all three of our TVs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like so we're try we're trying to find new shows, man. So if you know anything, <laughs> get me off this bit here. Well, if you haven't watched Ozark, give that a shot. <laughs> I've been hearing a lot about that, the Ozark. I yeah. just may, man. I've been yeah, hearing a lot. Great. Well, what did you think about the final seasons of The Office without Steve Carell? You know, I, at first I was a little salty about it, but I think I think this, I think my seventh or eighth time like rewatching it with the guys, and it's it's just it's just as funny. I mean, you know, you got Will Ferrell in there a little bit, and then you got uh, I love the Robert California guy; he's funny too. So yeah, yeah. each, each character kind of has their own thing, but I I did miss Steve a lot. Yeah, man. Well, we uh, appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk to us today. Of course, man. Appreciate you two guys for coming and uh, let me. Uh, talk to you guys and uh, I'm glad you guys are listening and enjoying the music man so next time we're up that way um, I'll make sure to let Tom know and I'll hold two tickets for you guys alright absolutely we Thank appreciate you. it alright bro you guys be safe out there alright there you go Dakota Sean of Another Day Dons a huge thank you to Tom George of Tag Publicity for setting that up and of course a huge thank you to Dakota Sean for taking some time out there to talk to us what I alluded to before we went into the interview with him talking about how the band lives together. So they're able to, a lot of these bands are doing these um, Zoom type collaborations where they're playing stuff and writing, you know, like we heard from John from Sons of Texas talking about how they're all separately writing stuff. Right. I mean, these guys can sit down together and just knock out fucking songs. Right. During all this. So, you know, you might see prolific amount of music come from these guys in the next couple of years. Who knows? I hope so. Yeah. So, yeah, be on the lookout. Give these guys a follow. Check out the EP Stranger that came out earlier this year. They had their other EP about a year ago. And, of course, they'll have more music coming. All right, if this is your first time listening to us, we appreciate it. And we've had on tons of guys. And like we just mentioned, John from Sons of Texas, he's been on here three times. We also had Jess from Sons of Texas. We've had on guys from Megadeth, Kiss, Shine Down, Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, Tesla, Crowbar, Warrant, Seven Dust, Drowning Pool, Clutch, a long-ass list. So just dig through this stuff and check out some previous episodes. There's 262 of them. com is the website. You can listen there. You can find all our socials there. You can find a lot of reviews there as well. Follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Subscribe to us on YouTube. We have a new video that just came out the other day talking about the new album from Havoc, which is great. So subscribe there so you don't miss anything. And on any of the socials and all that great stuff, click like, share, comment. All that great stuff helps us 
as well. All right. Once again, a huge thank you to Medfarm, DB Concerts, Sunset Tattoo, and Dakota Sean. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.